Good morning. I mean, good morning. Why did I do that? Oh, you you were doing that before backstage. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? How, how are you, my Lise? How are you guys? Well, I'm good. I um, know we've been chatting a little bit, and I know you're not so good because you're struggling to get a few oh, rush jobs out for rip fest which well is let me up. see let me say this it's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like rib fest right <laughs> so yeah i'm um, knees deep in uh rib fest stuff this week and now um i sent in a whole bunch of things uh to print last friday and then this morning i woke up opened my computer and there was there was a whole bunch of jobs rejected uh, sent back to me, so I gotta adjust and and try to do that quickly. So I'll be in and out this morning. My lease will be doing most of the interview. I want to say don't uh, don't forget to get your midway tickets. We have the midway tickets now. They're uh, available for sale at uh, Little Caesars in Cornwall or um, online on the Cornwall Ribfest website, CornwallRibfest.com. And um, yeah, so pre-order your tickets. They're thirty dollars in advance. It's for um, unlimited rides, oh. and uh, forty dollars at the door. So it's a ten dollars savings. So just get your tickets in advance. Now, before I let you go, July fourteenth to the twentieth is Ribfest Community Cookout. Yum. I have no, I have no idea what that's all about. So take it away, Julia. What is it? My lease. Where have you been in the last three years? It's been going on for like this is the third year. Well, I kind of roughly know, but you're the master. You know everything about it because you're dealing with it. So, take so it away, the, Julia. the the Ripfest Community Cookout is something that was implemented in uh, 2019, uh, 2020, uh, when the pandemic hit, um, because there was no Ribfest, right? So the Optimist uh, Club had lost their um, their main fundraising event. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. um, I think it was a an idea coming from Lee Theodore, uh, who's going to be on the show next week, uh, Citizen of the Year. Uh, wow. And, yeah. And um, Hassan from, um, from Schnitzel's and um, Terry had come with this idea where the restaurants really rallied around Ribfest and uh, offered a whole week of... of um, different barbecue stuff mm -hmm. uh, that people can go in and um, and eat. And it's also a contest at the same time. So if you go there and you take that offering or some, some restaurants offer like one or two choices, yeah. some restaurants, it's the entire menu. It's different from restaurant to restaurant. The list, the complete list is on the website. There's 19 restaurants uh, participating this year. <clears throat> Anyways, if you take a plate from those offerings, mm -hmm. um, then you get a, ba a ballot to, um, you can win $1,000. So at the end of the oh. week, there's, no, actually it's at Ribfest. It's going to be done at Ribfest this okay. year. Uh, the $1,000 is going to be um, drawn uh, on the first day of Ribfest. So then you have okay. $1,000 that you, you can spend that buying that ribs <laughs> you can eat ribs galore um but anyways it's a super cool little venture the optimist club gets a little percentage of uh i think it's 10 percent of anything that's being sold that week and it's okay. a huge success usually uh people really uh rally behind us and and uh partake in the uh, offerings there's like wonderful barbecue to be had like i hear every year i have to do it this year i haven't tried them yet but uh simply jennifer makes a rib that's not a rib because it's vegetarian at yeah. their store, right? So it's like a 
I'm not sure what she makes it with, but it it's apparently wow. delicious. So I got to try them this year. Got to try a whole bunch of things. But yeah, that's happening this week later uh, from the 14th to the, to the, the 20th. 20th. So the, the website again to go get the details is? Cornwallribfest.com. Perfect. Yeah, and so, the Ribfest so comes after that. Yep. Yeah, it confuses people. People are a lot like they're seeing the community cookout and they're like, oh, there's no Ribfest this year. No, 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 no. Ribfest is happening. It's happening in, in a big way this year. Like it's a big return. We're celebrating 10 years wow. of Ribfest. And um, so it's going to be a big, big, big party. I mean, people are um, ready to party. <laughs> yeah, like this past weekend, there was the uh, the Pride event too. Yeah. I mean, people were in the park. It was fun. People were still like not, they're still, you know, spread apart, not social. It was actually very safe because people were not on top of each other. But uh, mm -hmm. I don't know about Red Fest. I'm sure there's going to be many more people than was there this past weekend but it was a really good event too good cool. turnout a lot of vendors great acts oh my god the drag kings amazing <laughs> i was like they were really really good nice. and the drag queens and it was a very good event good all right so on that note i will um be in and out like i said so mm -hmm. i'm gonna bring our guest you're gonna introduce her and i'm gonna remove myself but i'll keep listening so if there's anything and i'll try to post the uh, comments as i see them yeah if there's any questions or you know if somebody is wants to come in and ask her a question or something because today's one of those days that i'm hoping people are going to be interactive and and come in and yeah. talk to us and our guest who is Credit Lad Medium. Good morning. So, so I'm just going to give a quick update. Like we met a few months ago. My, for those who don't know, my oldest son passed last November at the age of 33 due to a massive heart attack, and uh, it's been a really rocky road for for me. My my dad passed October 3rd. Christian passed November 24th, and actually February 3rd, my sister-in-law's mother mother-in-law passed so we had three so hopefully they come in threes and that's it for now but um so my daughter is in calgary and my, so is my youngest son and they were very close to my my oldest son who lived out there too so my daughter wanted to make sure that christian was okay so we contacted this wonderful lady here, Credit Led Medium, and um, we were able to communicate with Christian yes. and my dad. And um, I, I don't know, some of the things you were saying still give me goosebumps whenever <laughs> I think about it, especially that one thing when I asked you simply, is Christian still listening to his music? And I wasn't giving you any clues on what kind of music or anything. And I remember you were laughing because you're looking at him saying, he's looking at me and he's laughing and he says, do this sign and they'll understand. And then you said, I have no idea what I'm doing and I probably look completely stupid doing it, but he says, do this. Yeah. And, and, and that is a sign like he was into rap music and he, he always did that every photo, you know, when I, even when I see my kids now, like, you know, they'll be doing this cause that's Christian. And, and you did that. And as far as I know you, I had no idea what it was. No, but, no, I'm not into the rap stuff. So I have no clue. 
and, and that's music. why you know that's why i mm. said you know is he listening to his music and i'm like okay i'm not giving her any any hints as to it could be country it could be anything but <laughs> you came up with that symbol and it's like gives me goosebumps even now but i'm gonna now that i gave the kind of backstory of how we met I'm going to let you just say a few words about yourself, a quick bio of who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, I work at a hospital full time and I live in Glen Robertson in the North End. Um, I'm a mother of one child of myself, seven stepkids. Whoa. <laughs> um, I've been a medium for quite a long time. I've had this ability since the age of nine and I've gone into the tarot card reading for like over 10 years now. Wow. Wow. So my first question, I've got a few, I've got a lot of questions here. <laughs> and hopefully people will comment, you know, and, and send in some questions. And if you even want to come onto the show, the, Julie is, uh, Julie is kind of out of the picture right now because she's fixing some uh, rush jobs for Riff Fest, but she is going to keep an eye out if somebody's asking questions. So you're a medium. And sometimes you hear of psychics. I always thought it was psychic medium, but is psychic and medium two different things? And if so, what what does that mean? You have a psychic and you have a medium, then you have, uh, you can actually have both two as a medium, psychic medium. Okay. Uh, but basically a psychic is anyone who has like a clairvoyance, telepathic uh, capabilities, uh, but a lower level of energy that they are capable of connecting with. Okay. A medium is somebody who has an extremely high level of energy that they're connected with. Okay. So it's that we're capable of connecting with the low and the high, hence the fact medium. Okay. I get it. So, yeah. So, but the thing is though, to become a medium is that not only do you have to have the psychic abilities, but you got to have the intuition. You got to really feel, see um, on the spiritual side. So Okay, so it is kind of two different things, but it can combine as well. Yeah. All right, I get it. And um, the mediumship, is it inherited? And I know you said that you've been, you you kind of got that since the age of nine, but is it something you inherit? How did you know at the age of nine that you had it? And like, how did that come about? Uh, well, at the age of nine, my grandfather died. So okay. he lived in Newfoundland and I lived in Quebec back then. So he actually came to see me at night, but my body was completely frozen in time. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything, but he was right there, right beside my bed and saying to me, I am so sorry that I have to leave you. You know, you're the best granddaughter that I could ever have. Please, whatever you do in life, do not lose your French. You are going to need it okay yeah so and he just gave me this big hug and a big kiss and then he left and ever since that day it's like as if the veil was always open to me but as a child like of course somebody that you know and that you love is very comforting mm -hmm. but when you see other people it gets to be scary like okay what is this like i i didn't ask for this you know yeah yeah so, especially back then being a roman catholic you know, it's like, okay, like, am I being possessed? <laughs> What's going oh, yeah. on? You know, but uh, as a teenager, that's where it became more stronger for me. And I was capable of 
and I started to open up more. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw somebody and I said, listen, like, I'm really, really sorry to say this, you know, but I see so-and-so beside you. They have a message for you. And some people would just break down and cry or just stare at me frozen as others would be like, you have no right to tell me that. Mm-hmm. So it was very, you know, balanced. So, yeah, because uh, the, the soul came through and wanted you to tell the person, but it's it's scary because they may not want to hear it, right? And you exactly. didn't want to, yeah, because some people may yeah. not believe. Exactly. But how do you receive the messages? How does that, how does it even happen? Like you're saying that they would come through to you, but how, how? I'm completely it's, amazed at this. Well, when people die, they still leave like an imprint here on earth. Okay. So that, that little piece of energy. Okay. But being a medium, because you have that higher level of awareness. For me, when I receive the messages, I feel an extreme pressure on my head. Okay. So it's like as if somebody is really pushing me down into the ground. That's how I know they're here, that somebody wants to talk to me. But as an adult, I learned to kind of like block it because, wow, like in my 30s, I finally knew how to block it. But I'd be waking up like at midnight all the way till four o'clock in the morning, people wanting to send messages or I see other people's lives and try to understand who they are sort of thing. So, yeah, it was sleepless nights, (laughs) a lot of sleepless nights. So, but yeah. now, uh, now I'm capable of saying, you know what? I work nine to five. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> so, my God. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. And that's a hard thing to do. Cause I know for me and Julia too, like, I mean, we have our own businesses and. and I'm coming supposed- for it. I mean, cause it's so funny. Like, Well, we're supposed to work <laughs> nine to five too, but we're having a hard time blocking that off. I'm glad you are able to do <laughs> so it. You, you, can't make, world. you can't do no. boundaries with the spirit world. That's super interesting. Yeah, you have to set boundaries because if not, they can be very intrusive. Very oh. intrusive. Very intrusive. Especially in that, that I work at the hospital when they're palliative. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's very, it's, <laughs> you're like, okay, here they come. <laughs> It's like when you even have to go into the room to just even see how the patient is, sometimes I can see, you know, their wives, their sisters, their mothers right beside their bed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have a weird question. And I can't go up to them and say, your dad is here. Your mother's there. You know, don't worry. You've got somebody to guide you because. Yeah. 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 Not everyone believes. So. I had a weird question. So mm-hmm. is does it happen that that someone that you work with is kind of in between? Uh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So what you do can you mean actually, in, in between. Like in between if somebody is about to die or will die yeah, eventually like it. are you kind of like in between two worlds, right? You actually feel it, you sense it. It's like, again, like the pressure starts into my, my body, like onto my head, like, you know, and when you see that they have a loved one near them, it, I, my body just tends to enlighten more. Mm-hmm. So, and more awareness. So. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm off. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, that's amazing. Like, you know, wow. So do you, uh, you actually see the form of the person? 
beside them or you actually see what they look like or sometimes I do sometimes it's just like that energy field because some people like especially when they're at the edge of dying yeah they're mostly there but when you know that it's like okay well I think they're going to be passing within the next week two weeks you kind of like just feel that energy that's there the presence so but you I don't physically see them until it's close to the end so oh my goodness so we have so we have nancy kana just popped up and said my father has come to visit often and i am wondering if he is around now also wondering if the new treatment will work i'm not sure what treatment she's talking about yeah and is she referring to the father for the treatment or is she referring to somebody else I'm not sure. We'll see if she puts anything more than that. But I'm not yeah, really sure. The spirit world will visit you very often, especially if you have that good connection, the love, uh, the friendship. They will be with you, especially if you ask for them. They will be there. See, I'm. Uh, that's the one thing with Christian. I'm with my son. Like I'm constant. Like his pictures beside me, and what's really weird is he would call me every single day. Like I talk to my kids. Like they're in Calgary, so we would talk every day. Especially Christian, I'd get maybe two, three calls a day, letting me know how his day is going and what he's done and stuff. But now, like I just wish that phone would actually, my real phone would ring and his voice would come on, but. What I hear all the time is my phone ringing, but at a far, far away, kind of in my head. Yeah. And some days it is so loud that I go to look at my phone to see if it's actually my phone. So I, I'm truly believing that he's still reaching out to call me to let me know Thank how you. he's doing. And, yeah. and that's what I'm pretty well, I'm always saying, I, you know, like Krishna, you're trying to let me know that you're having a good day and everything is going well because sometimes it's so loud but yet it's not even my phone so it's got to be him it is him I can guarantee you that it's definitely him so to just you know state that hey you know don't worry I'm okay I'm here mm -hmm. so um yeah I know uh, he was really close to you still is <laughs> Yeah, he was. My kids are yeah. all so close and they were close to him too. But that is just eerie because I'll be somewhere mm. and all of a sudden, like, I'll go looking for my phone, but it's mm. not ringing. No, but I can hear it. It's it's super weird. Yeah, you uh, like you're crazy, but you're not. <laughs> well, at first I thought, is, yeah. is it, uh, I think it's called tinnitus or something where you hear ringing in the ears, right? So I'm yeah. like, I don't, I'm sh I know I don't have that. And it's not there all the time. It's just, Every now and then it rings really loud. But Nancy's come back and says, my father passed 40 years ago. The treatment is for me. Okay. So again, I'm not overly yeah. sure what she's meaning by that. Is the treatment working? I think she she wants an answer for her, but I don't think you can just go and give an answer like that without seeing a person, right? Exactly. And I'd have to have a session with her to uh, right. connect with her. Yeah. One-on-one. -on -one, so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was wondering about that. So what else do we have? Um, yeah. When someone asks you to reach their loved one, do they always come through or are there times when you're not able to reach them? It depends on how early they've passed away. So let's say if someone has passed yesterday, 
from now to a good month or two. It's a bit iffy because they're transitioning. And what you know? does that mean? What does that exactly the transitioning mean? So the transitioning is basically almost the, almost the same as the seven steps of grieving okay. as you and I would when somebody passes away. But for them, it's basically the same thing because some of them um, are still in shock. Like, where am I? Like, am I still here? Sort of thing. Or that denial for the fact that, okay, like, why? Like, how did this happen? You know, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. You know? Okay. So it's, there, it's a, there's all that that still goes through. But at the same time, it's um, because they're trying to process all this too, right? Mm -hmm. Just like time. we are. Exactly. So there was one uh, woman who contacted me and it wasn't that too far along. And when I was con connecting with the person, it was a lot of very in and out. But, you know, when you watch a movie and you get like little spurts of like what's happening, then all of a sudden you're back here and then here mm -hmm. and then you're back there. It's the same scenario. So you're, you're really trying to connect with that person but they're only giving you a glimpse instead okay. of somebody who's passed like over a year you know that you you can actually have that communication you can see them you can feel them and yeah it's not the same so because it's like the energy like you, the, when the lights go off and on at the okay. beginning that's basically what it is so because they're so busy doing everything else no oh, yeah <laughs> um is there any instances where, um, or is there a time that comes where you cannot no longer reach people? Nope, that's impossible. They're always there because they leave that imprint with us all the time. Uh huh. So, and their energy levels are always around. So, it's like it's basically like saying, okay, well, there's no stars in the universe. Well, there is. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as their souls. They're so, always there. Yeah. Wow. Super interesting. And they say that um, when they, yeah, because somebody was saying it's like moving to a new apartment. There's all these things you've got to do. You've got to hook up the phone and you've got to move in your furniture. And there's all these things. So they're kind of doing all this stuff to settle in as well. That's right. Yeah. And then, then they say that you go through a life review. Yes. Um, what does that mean? So basically you're, you're going from birth to death. Okay. Same thing. Same thing as the living. You know, you're living your life. You're growing, but they actually get to see, especially because um, they get to be reincarnated if they want later on. So they get to, get to come back to us in any shape or form as they wish. Uh, they can even come back as um, what I like to call a, a guardian angel for somebody else. As okay. much as they can still come back and relive their life all over again. Oh. But they have to make. But they have to make those changes. So let's say if. For an example, um, someone was a real alcoholic in their life. They get to relive that to see what, how they were, what they've done to others. Because, you know, so they get to experience that all over again to say, hey, you know, like, do you see anything wrong with this? Or do you not see anything wrong with that sort of thing? So it kind of like comes back. And there, but there's at that point, that's got to be hard because really they're seeing it and there's nothing they can do about it at that point because they've already done what they've done what they've done. But at least they get the chance to say, you know what, like I didn't do right, mm -hmm. you know, and I wish I could have done better. So at least they have that awareness mm -hmm. saying, you know, like, okay, you know, 
if I have that chance, if or I don't want that chance to come back and be reincarnated, at least you have that, um, how can I say, that forgiveness to yourself. Okay, so if they want to come back, and like, then they can be a better person when they exactly. come back into another body, because really, they're, I, I don't know, to me, I've been reading up a lot about all this, you know, heaven and this and that, obviously, with what happened with my oldest son, because it's just, I, I still don't believe that he's gone. Mm -hmm. So I was reading that before you're born, you're, you start off in heaven as a okay. soul, and then yeah. your body, then you come down to earth and you're put into a, a like a human form. Mm -hmm. And then when your job or whatever you were put here to do is done, then you go back. Is that how it works? I have lots of questions. <laughs> you can actually go back uh, as much as you can still um, stay with the person. But yes, if their job is done, then they can definitely go back and just stay there if they wish or still come back and help others. Okay, so they... It, but they do start off in, in heaven and then they're born here and then they go yeah. back. And then so if they choose... For example, your son Christian, you know, if he wants to be reincarnated again, he will come back in a child form again, all over again. So, you know, sometimes when you bump into somebody, it's like, you look familiar. Yeah. I've seen you somewhere. That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. But they... So your spirit knowing like, oh, you know. Yeah, this I've met this person before, but I don't know where. I, it's happened to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. So they can choose to come back, but they don't have to. That's right. And if not, then they just exist in heaven. Yeah. What is heaven like? You must know. I mean, I'm sure they souls have told you what it's like. Like, is it like all fluffy clouds and they bounce around? <laughs> on, like, that's no. what I'm visioning. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, I've had people asking me to ask their loved ones, you know, how is it like in heaven and stuff like that. So it's basically what they want, what they're looking for. So if here on earth, they enjoy just being in their rocking chair and having that cup of tea, that's their heaven. You know, they're at peace. There's no more pain. There's no more oh. sorrow. It's just pure happiness and peace and love so so christian loved gardening so is he up there gardening and i mean he was also a, a chef and he loved cooking so i'm visualizing him making beautiful meals for everybody and you know working in his <laughs> garden like that's how i'm dealing with this whole thing because it's it's hard mm -hmm. that he's not here but like that's what he loves so would he be doing that up there too so he's, yeah. he's basically doing what he was doing here, but he's not in a body form. Like, does he look like he looked or he's just, what does he look like? Or, or anybody that's passed, what do they look like up there? Uh, the thing is, is that it depends because I've had people who've passed who died when they were elder, mm -hmm. but they came back looking like as if they were in their thirties. So it all depends on, I guess, what their their most enjoyable lifetime was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, all right. I understand that now. Because, again, he may 
who knows what he looks like i i don't know like i just can't visualize <laughs> this whole thing but to me it's like mm. he's passed and he's on another stage of his journey he's not gone he's on another mm. part of his journey well when i met with christian it was still like in the age of 20. okay yeah. well e even at the age of 33 he looked like 20. <laughs> like he always looked young <laughs> he always got asked for id no matter where he went so he's he's one of these blessed uh, people that always looked young so he looked like he was still in his 20s yeah so you could actually see what he looked like especially when he was telling you to do this <laughs> when he had a bandana on him too oh oh he well I went through his things. He didn't wear bandanas often, but he had a, a white bandana in his uh, in his good, you know, in his stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure when he was guiding and stuff, he had something like that on. Wow, interesting. Um, yeah, I've asked you about their life review and why sometimes you can or cannot see the person. I know you mentioned that whenever I talked to you too, because my dad came through as well and my dad had passed a month before him so we were actually lucky because yeah. they were w within like four or five months of passing so even though they were busy doing everything they were doing they still had time to to come through yeah and then i also you know if someone passes from an illness are they still sick on the other side or does their illness or addiction or anything leave when they cross over and you already said that they're everything gets left behind like they're yep. at peace so yep. they um are there any specific messages that seem to repeat be repeated by loved ones who have passed like what sort, sort of advice do they give to us who are still here like is there a message that you kind of remember that might be repeated uh well when it comes to uh, like your children Mm -hmm. The number one thing for them was uh, nature itself. Okay. So if they feel the urge to just stop and like, I can't say being frozen in time, but just to like breathe in that, that gust of wind, that's mm -hmm. a sign stating that he's with them. People, okay. can leave, uh, people can leave money. People can be, you know, left feathers. Cardinals are a big one. Yeah. Cardinals are a big one. Uh, so if you see them, you know that they're there. Um, other times, it'll be just a smell of that person, like a specific perfume, cologne, even baby powder, whatever it might be, um, mm -hmm. certain scents to know that they're around you. Um, some people, even when they're asleep, they feel someone touching them mm -hmm. or giving them a hug or a kiss. So it, there's many different ways. But like, yeah, because I, I found a feather on my counter. Like, I'm like, where did this come from? Like, you know, where on earth would a, a little white feather come from? So I found that cardinals in my bird feeders all winter long. There was and there was always two of them. And there's a, you know, a female one, too, because female cardinals are like brownish. But there was a plump, always a plump red one and a skinny red one. And I'm mm -hmm. like, OK, there's my dad and there's Christian because Christian was skinny. <laughs> my dad was a bit bigger. So it was kind of weird because they were there all winter. They're not there anymore. My mom was saying, too, that she had a cardinal in her garden. and She never, ever saw them before. So we believe that it is my dad and and christian coming to visit and um money i haven't found it'd be nice to find money 
my daughter <laughs> said the dime or nickel on the ground. It's the same thing. Yeah, my daughter said that she's been finding a lot of a uh, lot of coins yeah. around. So <laughs> she's she truly believes that he's around too because they were very close. My they were very close. They always hung out. But like message wise, mm -hmm. is there anything that they kind of tell us? who are still here like do they tell us not to grieve or do they tell us not to worry about them that kind of thing is there a message like that that sometimes you hear it depends on your level of awareness as well too because sometimes you will be actually capable of connecting with them because i i believe that everyone has a psychic ability okay. you know to at least have that little sense that hey like i heard a voice i felt them you know but um, yeah, they, they're they're always going to be capable of giving you a message for sure. Yeah, that's but what you I have to be open to it. And not everyone is open. Some people can be scared, right? Yeah. And I find, and I find unfortunately, which is true, um, like if you're on antidepressants and stuff like that, it will block, you know, that wave. Okay, I have oh. to jump in. Okay. <laughs> I have to jump in on this because, um, so I was, um, I was a pretty sensitive child. Okay. And, um, I seen and experienced a whole bunch of things. And when I was about, I want to say 19, I think it was, I had this unbelievable experience that spooked the hell out of me. And, uh, since then, my sensitivity have gone down and down and down and down. And now it's like, I have nothing, like nothing, <laughs> you know, okay. but, um, uh, I had, I had what they refer to sleep paralysis, which I'm not convinced is sleep paralysis at all, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. How does one get back in touch with that gift? that to be in touch with that gift you actually have to be very well grounded and in tune with yourself your intuition and you can't doubt it either mm -hmm. so and in, um like if you're taking anything like i said like um any type of drugs alcohol uh medication that can actually block um anything here mm -hmm. you're not going to be capable I've, um, you know, I live in a house that was built in 1893. And if there's a house that there should be activity in, it's this house. <laughs> and yet, you know, nothing. This house, like I've, I've had experiences in every other house that I've lived in in my life. And this one, nothing. Like, not a peep. <laughs> my okay. kids say they, my kids say there's something, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. but not me. Stress can also be a huge factor, too. What was that? Stress is a huge factor as well. Because if you're not grounded and you're stressed completely. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, Incidentally, <laughs> since we started The Seeker, I kind of lost it. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's been, what, about 10 years? Well, yep. 12 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors yeah. that can actually keep you from having that ability back again. But everything has to do with a lot of grounding. So really, like, forgetting everything, being clear-minded. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. But, well, I mean, talking about stress too, like the stress of, of Christian passing or your child passing, like that's a big stress. Yes. So that can mm. what block 
him coming through? It, no, it's just or? basically you wanting to hear his voice to see him, basically. So that means he can come through or, or me being so worried that I'm not seeing him, that's causing him a not to them, come through? A lot of them like to um, talk to you and see you while you are sleeping because it's less scary. Yep. You'll and, probably wake up and say, like, was this a dream or, you know, I felt somebody beside me, you know, like you just wake up, let's say at 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock, and you're yeah. like, like, there was somebody here. It was uh, very strange because whenever he passed, like he was in Calgary. So I spent the month of December out in Calgary. You know, we had his, his uh, funeral service and everything. And I was staying with my daughter and her uh, her partner. And there was one night I woke up and I was telling my daughter, I said, this is really weird. I saw Christian come down. He was in a yellow space pod in a yellow space suit. And, and he was right there in front of me. And that same night, she goes, that's really weird because Zach was telling me that the spaceship landed in the middle of Montreal Road, because they're both from Cornwall, landed in the middle of Montreal Road, and Christian came out of it and jumped in the front seat of the car and just mm -hmm. drove around with us. And it was like, really? That was strange, because, I mean, both <laughs> of us saw him as something in a spacesuit mm -hmm. same night. So maybe, and it was during the night. It was like, a you know, a dream. But my mother, since my dad passed, wakes up during the night many, many times. And a lot of times it's the same time during the night. Like it could be like 520 or something. Suddenly she's awake. She can't get back to sleep. But I heard that that's like you said, that's the time that the spirits visit with us. So I keep telling her, well, it's because dad is visiting you at that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're saying that when we're sleeping, it's less scary. Exactly, because not everybody, uh, I can't say doesn't want to see them, but it's a fear, right? Yeah. Of understanding, um, especially if it comes to a religious aspect or not, because some people have different beliefs into this. So, um, but no, it's definitely less scary for people, especially little children or whatnot, that, you know, you don't see the person, but you can feel them or dream of them. And it feels so real. Yeah, because some people say that they wake up and the person is standing at the foot of the bed or something. Yeah. I yeah, uh, I kind of think that I'm going crazy sometimes too, because I'll you'll you're kind of in between dream and, and waking and you're not sure what you're seeing, but I often see things floating around above me in my room. Like this was before Christian and my father passed too, so I'm like it looked like a red flannel shirt. And I'm like, okay, am I dry going crazy? Because this thing is just wafting in the room. And then I open my eyes, close my eyes a couple of times, and it's gone. So I'm wondering if what I'm seeing, you know, am I seeing somebody? Or am I just half asleep or something? I don't know. But I that happens often. So who knows what that is can you enlighten me or something does anybody else see a flannel shirt floating around above them <laughs> i thought i was going crazy at one point it was, it was scary it could also be a message too from somebody previously who passed that was near you who had that same shirt would always wear it as much as you can have that what i like to call uh, a spiritual plane because some people have that that passes right through their house. It's just one specific place, one one line in their house 
whether the activity is going to be the highest. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So people can actually have that through their house as well. So you'll have different spirits from different places. So this is like here in my house here. <laughs> and I've got quite the line that passes through mine. So, yeah, it's it was quite interesting. Well, you, you have a lineup of spirits waiting to come through. So is it ever like there's a whole bunch of voices and stuff and then somebody's pushing to the front to, to come and give the message? Uh, there's a lot of times, like we had a house, we own two, we own two houses. So we had one next to us and this one here, but uh, the house next to us was an 18th century home, mm -hmm. but it was really starting to get really bad and you needed to do a lot of repairs. So I said, you know what, mm -hmm. we'll just knock it down, give us more room and whatnot. Well, the owner of that place way, like I'm talking like 1902 here, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just came by and said, to me I don't agree what you did that was my house my house wow yeah <laughs> so, and I mean like I was blocked straight on like a brick wall in my kitchen and he was sitting right there on my kitchen table angry at me really wow. angry at me yeah and I said listen I am terribly sorry you know I didn't there's no disrespect in this whatsoever you know when you lived into it, it was beautiful. It was fantastic. You know, it was stable, a safe house. Mm -hmm. Now it's not. And I said, it's something that we need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, you guys had the well right in your basement open Whoa. up, you know, I said, so all the humidity is coming up. So it's causing, mm -hmm. it's causing a lot of illnesses. Mm -hmm. I said, so unfortunately I said, you know, we have no choice. Like, Times have changed, unfortunately, you know, oh, yeah. I go, but there was no disrespect whatsoever. You know, it's like you had a beautiful home and I'm sure you had a lot of beautiful memories in there. Uh -huh. You know, he said, yes, he said, and he even explained to me how he actually had a horse barn right in the backyard with a couple of chickens. <laughs> so, wow. yeah. yeah. So, and when we were digging actually not too long ago, uh, cause we wanted to, um, clean up of the, the place and all that. We actually found uh, the uh, calf of a, uh, the, the bone of a yeah, horse yeah. with the oh horseshoe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. So after you had explained all that, was he less angry? Did he ever come back afterwards? Or? No, he was less angry and he didn't come back, but he, like he said, he goes like, he's hoping for us to rebuild basically. Mm -hmm so that he can visit there <laughs> so wow. I said well so I said well I said you know it all depends if the people still want you in I said not everybody wants spirits in their homes yeah I said so you'll have to ask permission so I said if they allow it that's perfect if not so yeah, yeah you're right some people are scared now are all spirits good or are some spirits that you come across like evil spirits how does that work well a lot again like it depends if you go back into the pagan ways way back when mm -hmm. there was no such thing really as evil sort of thing uh like everyone is good and evil within themselves right people do right and wrong yeah okay as soon as religion started to come uh, the christianity 
that's where the devil came in. That's where, you know, things started to progress, putting more fear into people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, again, it depends, like I'm not saying anything about anyone's religion or anything like that. Everyone has their own beliefs. Yeah. So I can't really um, comment or put down on anything like that. But for me personally, um, I just know that um, they'll have some type of anger, but probably because of something that's happening to them or happened that they, like I had an angry spirit here in this house who actually got murdered in the back fields here. And and he didn't want to let go of my son because he was always having that communication with him, talking with him at night and laughing. Uh But, um, and I'd always hear like this at night, three knocks all the time to get my, to get my attention. Uh And I felt that anger and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready because I wasn't grounded either. So Uh when I actually had to confront him, like he's like well you know like basically it's about time you know that (laughs) you're talking to me here but he just basically wanted to be set free he wanted to be set free so because because of the murder that happened to him he did not he actually he had the opportunity to leave but he decided to stay because of anger Okay, so it's not like he was trapped. He had kind of trapped himself. He could have gone. He could have crossed over. Exactly. He chose not to. But why would he choose not to? Because Because a lot of people are, again, through the seven stations of of grief, it's almost the same thing as the the dead, the denial. Yeah. You know, I'm still alive here. I'm not dead. So they kind of like stay. Okay, yeah, and that's what I was always worried about. Like when when somebody passes, so yeah, yeah, when somebody passes, do they realize they've passed? But you're saying they feel like they're still alive, probably, and they're in denial that they've passed over. Yeah, and they want to, you know, complete whatever's been happening. Like the guy that got stabbed here, he just wanted revenge against somebody else. But with time, he realized, okay, like I am not alive here. I'm actually dead. So he actually forgave the other person. He says, I forgive them. He goes, because this was his words. I'm an asshole. I was a real asshole to him. I didn't, didn't do any good to him. I stole from him and I I got what I deserved. He goes, but now I want to leave. So, so, but he can leave by himself. Like what did somebody you need to to actually help them they can't just leave you actually have to help them you have to open the portal open the veil for them uh for me i ask my guided spirits um who are with me to help him consent so so you feel now he's been able to go yeah because he's no longer here yeah he's no longer here i don't hear the knocks I don't even feel um, that anger presence around either. So, Wow. Well, it's interesting. Now, my father passed at 89, which I can accept his passing because he Mm -hmm. did have cancer. It was treatable but not curable. And then towards the end of his life, he got a secondary cancer, which at that point he, he said that's enough at 89. He's lived a good life. He's okay to go. That was the hardest thing. My dad sat 
sat us down and told us that and then told us, you know, where to find everything and, and how to deal with everything. He was sharp as a tack right to the end. But we had closure because we were with him. But yeah. that's the problem with my my son who passed massive heart attack at 33. Mm -hmm. And and that's what worries with me because none of us were with him when he passed. Mm -hmm. Like he was alone. He probably just his cat was with him. I have a really hard time with that. And I just have a hard time with him passing at such an early age. There was so much that he still needed to do. Mm -hmm. And you're saying there's seven stages of grieving. Like, how does one deal with all this? Like, how how's there is no timeline you grieve how you feel you need to grieve because a lot of people will tell you haven't you grieved enough like you should be done uh -huh. you know but that causes a lot of um, anger and um, you need to have that stage where you accept the fact that he is gone you know and then you just process the grief that he actually is gone that there's nothing you could have done uh -huh. um, you know but still a lot of people can't go past any of these and they still want that reassurance. So that's where I get the call saying, is this person okay? Is that person, you know, like still with us? So that's where I get to help them along the way, but still the people are still like, oh, I still wish I could have, mm -hmm. you know, been there, but that's still part of your grieving process that you need to, you know, forgive yourself to say, you know, yes, I wasn't there, you know, and this is where you're, you're, it's called the bargaining. Like, what if I could have been there? What if I could have prevented it? Yeah. You know, so you're still kind of like in that stage, you know, the what if, but yeah, I am. when it's that person's time, or even if it's not their time, where they inflicted upon themselves or not, um, as a human, there's nothing you can do. You know, if you're not there. Yeah. So all you can do is just basically wish them the best in their afterlife. Still send them that love. Uh -huh. You know, saying, you know what? You're you're missed. We miss you. Like whatever reasons did that needed to happen that you're over there. I just hope everything is okay. Uh -huh. You know. I've got somebody saying once the spirit is set free, might they still visit? Absolutely. Us? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, ne they're never forgotten. They're never really gone. Yeah, they're always close by. That's what people say. They're always close by. And somebody was saying, too, at one point, if they're seeing us all the time, are they watching us when we're in the shower? Are they? Do they see everything? <laughs> like, that's kind of a scary thought, really, that they can be around and, and guide us and watch us all the time. So, you know. Is that possibly can can that happen? Like they can, you know, see what that's a I know it's a stupid question, but like oh my god, is my son seeing me? Is my son sitting me sitting seeing me sitting on the toilet or something? I don't want him to see that, you know. <laughs> I find it depends on the spirit themselves. You know, like if you had, let's say, a little toddler that would always never leave you alone. Oh, while yeah. you're on the toilet, you know, yes. they loved it because they could never get enough of being beside you. Yeah. There is that possibility that if that child did pass, it's the same thing that you feel the presence there as well. So, yeah. you know, it depends on the scenario. 
Like, let's say yeah. if you had a husband, I mean, I don't want to go in complete detail, but if you guys used to have fun in the shower, you know, when, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a way of looking at it, I guess. Yeah, because I think mm -hmm. every mother has that, The you know, they want two minutes to themselves. And there's always that, mom, mom, <laughs> kids got to come in. It's always yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of one of these things I, I was thinking about the other day, like, oh, my God, like, what if, you know, they're seeing you all the time? Because they they say like, or they become our guy, like our guardian angels and they guide us. And because yeah. my daughter said, too, like if she has something that she's having a hard time with, she'll ask her brother, you know, what should I do? And she yeah. says there's always a sign. See? They're always they're, there. They're for never, us. they're never gone. They're always with us. When you need them and you call upon them, they will give you a sign. Yeah, I know. Well, my 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 uh, Sheldon, my my hubby was saying too. Well, if they're all on the other side, how can there be so much room for everybody there? All these thousands of millions of people. He's, he doesn't believe. Like it's I believe the field. other side. Yeah, it's, they're not a person. Yeah, I mean, like, we're billions on this earth. It's, like, basically saying, you know, like, everyone turns on to switch up the light at the same time. Yeah, you're right. But you know? They're, yeah, they're not there in human form. There's, they're... Energetically. But, okay, so spirits can see each other. Yes. Can they? And they can speak to each other? They can be, speak to each other, yeah. Sometimes, uh, let's say... Um, like husband and wife, you know, sometimes they'll be with each other. Other times, you know, it's like, okay, you know what? Like, you go your way, I'm going to go mine. I want my peace and quiet, you know, sort of thing. So it's still that little interaction that they have. But it, again, it's just very peaceful. Okay. Very peaceful. So it's, they, they know their boundaries. They know what to say or, you know, what to do. Wow. So, so like if you had a husband that, was always chit chatty, you know, and like, oh my God, like, can I breathe for one minute here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you'll be the same way there, but at the same time, you're like, okay, you know, I gotta go now. So you actually get that peace and quiet. So it's not like, you know, wow. you can speak to whoever you want. So, yeah, because I'm just visualizing that he's, you know, Christian's doing his thing over there, probably rapping with Tupac right now. And, you know, because apparently that <laughs> rapper passed too and, you know, yeah. still doing his thing yeah. over there. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just hard to accept that he's not here. He's it's understandable because when you're a parent, the biggest, hardest loss is your child. It is. It is. No matter how young or how old. Yeah, what's kind of helping me is I've joined a few Facebook groups where, you know, there's other grieving mothers telling their stories. And it's really helping me because it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. And that's the best thing that you can do because like to connect with others who have the same experience as you is the best thing you could do. Because that way you can talk about it, talk about exactly how you're feeling, the pain yeah. you're feeling, you know, the joy at the same time, you know, uh, it's it's an incredible feeling to share that with others who've experienced the same. Yeah, and every day is different. Like you just, you know, some days I'm okay, some days I'm not, you know. But he's yeah. always there. He's always there. Like I'm always thinking about him. Plus my other two. 
as well. But, but mm -hmm. really the hardest thing is the grieving mother that has lost their only child. I, that is so hard because I do have two other children mm -hmm. on this, some of these groups, the only child is gone. And one thing that uh, one of the mothers was saying that I have nobody that calls me mom, but yet the, the child is still there. I mean, you're still a mother. Yeah. So that that's hard. Wow. Do you have any other questions? Like, I do. How does somebody <laughs> set up a session with you? That's you can actually contact me uh, through email at creasealivemedium at gmail.com. Okay. We'll put that on the comments uh, so people can get in touch with you if they need to. I'm definitely have to uh, set, a, set up a session with you because uh, I like my mother-in-law passed away in 2019. And um, she was trying to tell me something like she kept doing the same movement and she kept, you know, looking at me and doing the same thing. And she was trying to tell me something and I don't know. And it's driving me crazy. Like so, when she was passing, you mean she was trying to tell you? No, something? no. While she was in the hospital, like she was on a feeding, like a, she was on a feeding tube and on a breathing tube and she couldn't talk. Right. And she couldn't communicate with people really so um but she was trying to she was in her bed and she was she was like move you know gesturing me to come to her side so I'd go to her side and then she would tell me something you know and then she'd point to my husband and then she'd look at me again and then she did the same gesture wow. with her hands but I mean I don't know what the hell she was trying to tell me mm. went okay. through everything like you're telling me are you telling me this are you is that what you mean is is that what you're saying like <laughs> no it was, she, she, and she was getting so damn frustrated because i couldn't get it through like i'm like i'm sorry i don't understand so yeah i really would be curious to know what she was trying to tell me okay so um all right well i guess it's uh that's it for today guys where the an hour went by in no time well, I told you I had 16 questions. <laughs> lots of questions. Oh, the last one. Um, can you contact pets who have passed? And, and how does a pet communicate with us? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, well, yes, you can definitely con uh, connect with pets. But it's a lot harder because they'll say, can I speak with Fluffy? And you have contact Fluffy. Well, here you have like over 2,000 Fluffies in front of you, <laughs> you know. So it's... You, you got to be like more specific. Okay, was it like a Persian cat? Was it the tabby? You know, okay, like I'm seeing now, let's say 10 cats with a bell, you know, did it have a bell or not? So you got to be a little bit more precise because yeah, it's just, pets are a hard one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I know you did I say too, there's, there's a lot of people called Christian, so you needed a little bit, you know, yeah, to go the first and last name, yeah. Because yeah, there was actually lot. one person uh, who gave me their first and last name, and there were three people who came up because they had the first, same first and last oh, name. Wow. So I had to describe each one of them what I see to say, okay, you know, I'm seeing this one, I'm seeing that age, and I'm seeing this person just goes, okay, it's this one right here. Perfect. So I had to let go of the other two so I can just connect with the one. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. When you do connect with a pet, how does a pet communicate? What are the kind of things do they say? Like, I mean, how do you energetic field, right? So they, you can sense that, you know, they're here on Earth. They just meow or bark, right? Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. over on the other side, you can just sense their energetic um, messages that they want to send to you, sort of thing. So, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, I actually had one person who wanted to know about their next door neighbor's pet who passed away that they were really um, connected to. And I mean, even the dog was like, why are you connecting with me? Like, I'm not your master, mm. you know? And it, he was confused. And she's like, well, I just want to know if you're all right. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine, but I want to see my master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This was super thank interesting. You. I'm uh, sorry there was not enough questions. Like, it'd be, <laughs> it would have been nice for people to ask more. But, I mean, Miley had uh, questions for everyone. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Well, thank you. You too. Take care. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was enlightening. And, and even whenever we connected with you a few months ago, it, it was really, really good, especially for my youngest son, because he felt like he really was talking to his older brother. So it, it was a, really, a huge connection with the, the siblings. Yeah. yeah, really good therapy for him, too, because he felt he didn't realize that Christian's time was so short and he would have wanted to spend more time doing stuff with him. And I know that's been really hard on him, but just yeah. being able to communicate with his older brother through you, I know it helped him a lot. I'm Thank glad. you so much. You're All right. Welcome. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was super interesting. It's 1101. So do you have oh, any no. closing Closing well, arguments? No. <laughs> closing no. words? No, that was like, that was really interesting. And I, I mean, when we did our session, I, I wasn't able to ask all those questions. Obviously, we were not there for that kind of reason. We were there to communicate with Christian and my dad and our Josh, a friend of ours who had passed at the age of 27 many, many years ago. So it was kind of nice to understand because it's, there's so many questions. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So many questions. Great. All right. Well, that's it for us for today. So I hope you guys have a great week. Don't miss next week. We have Lee Theodore on the show, um, citizen of the year, Lee Theodore. So we'll chat with him and see. Uh, my question is, how does somebody become citizen of the year? Like main question. <laughs> exactly. Well, have yourself a super duper day, everybody. And, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.